Welcome to The Pew, the place where everyday guys talk about everyday things in front of the one person who can do something about it, Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, just a guy in the pew, John Edwards. Welcome back to The Pew, everybody. I am your host, John Edwards, and here to the left of me, as always, is my co-host and cohort, Victor Ass. That's right. Back to back, two weeks. That's right. You That's right. <laughs> Three times and you uh, you get an extra bonus gift. I do. <laughs> now, it's good to Wish see you, man. I hope you had a good weekend. I did. I did. Uh, you know, you know, come from Memphis. Yeah. We had a pretty cool showing of ESPN, you know, coming and uh, hanging out with us. So. Yeah. Yeah. It was and, quite the weekend yeah. for college football and for this town and uh, a good win for the Tigers, our local team. And just a, man, a great day to be from Memphis and to be proud of some things that... Uh, you know, I was telling uh, Deacon Jeff earlier, I had lived through in college when I went there where there was a lot of desolate, desolate years yes. where you're lucky to have a thousand people in the stadium and a, and a game one every once in a while. But yeah, it's, it was, it was great. It was a great end of the week. Jacob had a birthday party, you know, a birthday last week. He turned 10. I, I can't believe that, you know, my oldest and, um, you know, oddly enough, I've got a birthday coming up this Friday and be 41. And this is actually our 41, uh, our 41st podcast episode. So Kind of thought that was Who weird in the same thing yeah. too, but you know, and it, it made me think, look back at, and you know how you progress as you get older, like with birthdays and things. You know, growing up as children and, and into your teens, birthdays are always about you. You know, like oh, what yeah. am I getting? What do I want? Making lists, and it's all about me and what gifts I'm going to get. And and uh, you know, when you're 18, it's everybody. You well, know, it having, starts really kind of at 15. It's yeah, like that. That 15 to 16 permit, yeah. takes forever. It yeah. seems to finally get to be able to drive. Sure, yeah. you get you get the permit, and that's a big deal. And then sixteen, of course, you feel like you've made it. And then eighteen, you've got a few more privileges as an adult. And then, of course, twenty-one. Everybody wants to do that one so they can, you know, sip alcohol legally or whatever. Is that for what the it first is? Time. I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but yeah, some of it is. Uh, I mean, that it made me think of all that because, like, when you're younger, you're you're trying to be that gift. You just want those gifts, you know, and the selfishness there and that. And as you get older, things change. Like I'm looking, so many people this week have said like, what do you want for your birthday? What do you want to do? You know, is there anything special you want? And honestly, all I want is just like to be a gift to people in my life. Like not to receive something, but to give something, you know, just to, it's kind of like whatever you guys want, whatever makes you happy is what I want to do on my birthday. Right. And it's really, it made me think about that a lot. Like generosity is, it's been on my mind a lot lately. And today, in the gospel, we heard, you know, on today's uh, Monday reading, we heard about Jesus saying that, you know, when you invite people or you do something, don't expect repayment. Do it and, and know that your reward is going to come in eternal life. And so I just, I don't know, generosity has been on my on my mind a lot lately. And I know it's something that as men we can struggle with. And, and when we think of generosity, a lot of times we immediately think of money, right? It's like, yeah, I'll be generous. Here, take this. You know, if I've got it or whatever, it's the easiest thing to do. But I really want to spend some time today talking about another form of generosity, one that's a little bit harder for us, which is being generous with our time and gener- generous with our words, you know, being present to people and then also being a gift in, in what we can say to people as well. So kind of want to talk about that a little bit today. Um, start off with a quote from St. Polycarp. He says, help one another with the generosity of the Lord and despise no one. When you have the opportunity to do good, do not let it go by. And that's sort of kind of the thing I want to talk about here today is is this generosity is not just encompassed by 
monetary things and tithing and all that. That's great, and we're supposed to do that. Obviously, it says it in Scripture. But how can we can be generous of ourselves to be a gift? You know, you and I have talked about that a lot, to be a gift in your life for somebody else. Right. Well, I mean, there's times where we, uh, you know, like we, like you were saying, like don't let something pass by where you can do something good. Sure. I, I could be honest with you. There's times where I saw someone struggling with something. Say, for instance, someone that's coming to a grocery store carrying something very heavy, and I walk by and I go, you know, I, I should ask, maybe I should ask to help, and then either I, I do or I don't. Mm-hmm. But if I don't do it, then I'm like, man, why'd you do that? You know, it's kind of like the whole like comp- self-conference of going, hey, let's gather up. Well, what's important to that, you know? Right. Um, and uh, it's always one of those things where, especially as a spouse, um, you see your wife probably do a lot more things than, than you may be doing at the moment. Yeah. And, you, and that that little inner voice says, get up off your butt and go, you know, you, she needs help or do something. You know, it's one of those things where either you listen to it or you ignore it, right? Snooze button. Mm-hmm. Um, I unfortunately, I hit the snooze button from time to time, you know. But now it's one of those things where I know if I need to help out and be generous around the house mm-hmm. um, because Chris does so much, uh, I need to, to get up. You know, yeah. more often, and I'm really more so, I need to do it before I'm asked to do it. Sure, yeah, and it's it's truly where we can find a place of happiness and joy. You know, we all say that we're looking to be joyful. We're looking to be, you know, just to, to be happy with life. And, you know, what I've come to learn in the last couple of years is I find that I feel that the most in my life when I'm doing for others. You know, and it, it doesn't mean some massive act of, of, uh, of, willpower or strength or something huge it's just something of of just taking a moment to realize the presence of the moment and you know john paul ii was was famous for that you know that he used to they say that people used to get mad all the time because he would be on his way to a meeting and see someone and stop and he might talk to them for an hour and it would drive everyone else mad that were in these meetings and were waiting on him but he would say that meeting doesn't matter what matters is this person in front of me. So when we, st- you know, I wanted to start talking about this today with generosity, you know, we get so caught up in that, like just dropping something off at the at the clothing place or taking some food somewhere or giving money, and those are all good things, but just being present with our time. You know, we we live in a world where we're rushed all the time and we're busy, and you know, we're trying to get through you know step twelve by the end of the day. And, you know, that causes a lot of stress. You know, I've got to get this done, this done, this done. So we bypass the opportunities to be generous with ourselves throughout the day because that's going to take time. If I stop, eh, I'm going to be here for a while. I can't really afford that. i got to get these things done. These are more important. And there really is nothing more important than giving of yourself. And John Paul II, that's what was so funny. They, w- they would say that he... You know that he that they hoped that he didn't see an adoration chapel, or that they hoped that he didn't run into someone in the you know that was poor, or just looked at him like they wanted to speak so, with him because they were stuck. So they kind of used distraction, like that's what yeah. I do with Ellen. Like we're in a grocery store, yeah, and I see like a tower of stuffed animals. I like try to go look over there, you know, so yeah. she wouldn't see it. Is that what they kind of did? And they kind of like <laughs> yeah, just yeah. distraction. Well, there was that one story we talked about on here before <laughs> where they shut the door to an adoration chapel, like where he'd never been, and yeah. they like he almost made it by. And all of a sudden, they, he stopped, and he turned, and he waved his finger at him like, uh-uh, yeah. and he walked in there. That's funny. And he just was able to feel the presence of the Lord in there. It was a crazy story, but uh, several people have verified that. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, just I want to give some examples of this, too. Like, you know, just this this time. You know, being generous also means not being selfish, right? Like, not putting your own needs first. And, you know, one of the things, like, I'm a little sore and hurting today. I, you know, Jacob had his birthday party yesterday. At one of these urban air trampoline places, 
you know, where you're jumping around, there's all these obstacle courses. And, Did you get any concussion or something? Uh, no, but yeah. I, I could use a masseuse, a chiropractor, yeah. and, <laughs> and a doctor right now. But, but no, he, you know, he was in there with all his buddies. And, and for some reason, I just felt like I'm going to go over there and get, get in with him. His sisters were there and just made, for nothing else, make sure that they're entertained. And, you know, because he's there with all his friends. And, and, you know, next thing I know, I found Jacob with me. You know, he was over there with me and jumping and laughing. And he stopped and he said, Dad, thank you for playing with me. Like, thanks for paying the extra money so you could be in here with us. And, you know, I thought about it. It wasn't a big deal to me, but to him it meant the world, mm-hmm. right? And, like, so, yeah, today am I hurting and I feel like I'm not all over my body? Yeah, I do. But but it was worth, like, spending that time with him. Like, what that means to him was way more important than me sitting there on my phone or talking to other parents or all that. It was just being present in that moment with, with him and the girls and, you know, the girls just were walking around holding my hands. It, it just, we sat down there when there's old photo booths, like, you know, when we were kids, you take a picture with your date or something. Right. And uh, they had some of those and both girls wanted pictures and, you know, it was five bucks a piece, which was a little more expensive than it was in our day, but just cast the, the worries aside about the money and said, you know, this, this is something they want. And I want to, I want to be here for that and be generous of this. So, man, just things like that, like that are just going to make such an impact in the life of our children. It, there's been a lot of that. There was there was that. There was um, like Deacon Jeff, for instance. Like Deacon Jeff sitting over here with us now, and he's here every week. That's you right. know, for 41 weeks he has shown up when he doesn't have to. He doesn't get paid. He doesn't. He he doesn't. What, uh, That's right. The contract. <laughs> we never signed anything. That's right. It wasn't notified. So, <laughs> but right. no. But like he shows up every week, and this is like a guy that's busy. With he's coaching bowling. He works at a school. He's a deacon. He's got nine kids in his own family, and. And just RCIA and all of these times, especially this time of year, he's very busy. But every week he shows up with nothing. He doesn't get a lot of recognition for this. Or he's not on air. He's here because he just, I hope, cares for us and wants to be here for us. I'm pretty sure that's the reason. But, I mean, just the generosity we can show to other people. You know, we, we get so concerned with, you know, can, should I give money or should I do all these things? But we overlook what the gift of our time is. Sure. And when you look at, like, Jesus, for instance, that's what he did. Like he he stopped on his journey to the cross in so many places and just was available to people. We heard it with with uh, Zacchaeus yesterday, and in the tree, you know, he stopped and said, "Come down from there. I want to go to your house. I want to spend time with you." Um, you know, with all the people that he healed and the 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 apostles he went and called. Like he he took the time to be present to these people. He's generous of himself, and that's one of the best examples we can look at is how Jesus lived his life. And, and never over un, or underestimating what just being there for someone else can do in their lives. Yeah. Well, what you're, you're kind of talking about generosity, and um, there's a lot of stories in Scripture about Jesus doing some amazing works of miracle and, and being present with people. Um, but for some reason, I kept going back to a story, and you know, in First uh, Kings uh, chapter 17 with Elijah, goes and visits that widow in the drought, mm-hmm. you know, and... And he goes to, he calls to her and says, I need a drink of water. And she goes, well, she's collecting sticks. She goes, um, okay. He says, and by the way, can you give me something to eat? She goes, well, sir, I'm actually collecting the last of what I have to burn, you know, the food to cook our food and we're, and we're going to die after, I mean, we're, this is all we have left of flour mm-hmm. and oil. We're going to die. And yet he says, well, if you give, feed me, you follow what, it, what I'm asking you to do, then God will bless you. Well, what does she do? She listens and she pretty much cuts into what their ration is, you know, out of the generosity of, of this is a visitor who probably has no family here. I have to be hospitable. 
and and takes a portion of their food that they were going to sustain on for a couple of days, if possible, and give it to, to a, a stranger, you know? And yeah. her faith uh, blessed her in a sense where he said that your oil and your flour, wheat, whatever, would, would never run out. You know, mm-hmm. with the whole drought, the famine, she had food because of that. Well, and we have to trust in that, right? Jesus said that before that, you know, when we give, you will be repaid for that. Don't worry about collecting now. Don't worry right. about motives and why you're, don't do things with expectations and all that, but to do things because it's the right thing to do. And that's what he said in the gospel today. You know, he says, um, rather when you hold a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, blessed indeed you will be because of their inability to repay you for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. He's saying like, don't look for things now. And that's, that's one thing I want to get into too is, is, you know, when we're generous a lot of times, if we're being honest with ourselves, there's a secondary motive behind that, right? Whether it's, it's I'm going to give this thing to the church, but also everyone's going to see it. No, I gave it to the church, right? Right. Like whatever it may be, uh, it's something that a statue or something, but everyone will know what I'm doing. Cause it's engraved. Right. Or, or yeah, or whatever <laughs> it may be, or they announced that so-and-so right. gave this and we were able to buy that. And those are good things. But when we try to do things with motive, that's when we, we completely throw that. It, it negates that generosity. Oh, you have to be very careful about it. Right, because you're looking for something sure. else. And, you know, it, there's a quote from, from Mother Teresa that talks about that. She goes, what is called generos- excuse me, generosity is usually only the vanity of giving. We enjoy the vanity more. If you can't feed 100 people, then just feed one. And what she's saying is don't get caught up in, in these big scenes and these big schemes of generosity of this you know, generosity is in that moment, that present moment where you, you help that person and maybe nobody ever knows it, right? When you pull up on the corner and you've got one of those homeless bags that we made and you drop it out the window and it's not in the newspaper, it wasn't put on social media, it was just done out of the goodness of your heart, not expecting anything else, but just trying to help somebody and be there with your time that we've talked about. And, you know, the, the problem is like we can... With the whole motive thing, we can just get so caught up in in things of saying, well, I'm just doing all this to be good. But honestly, it's like we're trying to store up things through you can say, hey, Jesus, remember when I did this? Remember mm-hmm. when I did this? Remember when I did this? Remember when I, and that's not what we're supposed to give for. No, because we can never outweigh what we're doing bad. Right. right. Or you can never you can never match what you've been given from him. Sure. Yeah. If you look at Jesus on the cross, he died for your sins. And he never said, okay, now you have to go do this, 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 and this. Now he says, go and make disciples, go and spread the gospel. Yes, he asked us to do that. But they still give us a choice of whether we participate in that or not. He didn't say, I did this, now you owe me this. You know, it, it would be like if I said, hey, Victor, you're you're an amazing Christian man. I love doing this show with you. You're one of my best friends in the world. Here's your traits that I, that I love about you. Okay, now do me. Yeah. Right, like say me. All right, come on, tell me what's awesome about me. And that's what we do a lot of time with our generosity. And we're, if we're not careful and we're not watching it, we're looking for something in return, right? I'm going to invite them to this in the hopes that I get invited back. That's sure. part of the point of the gospel today. Or maybe if I give Victor this, he'll give me something back on my birthday or Christmas or whatever it is. And when we're looking to what we're going to get, if that's where our generosity starts, what is this going to get me? Then we are completely misunderstanding the whole idea of being a gift. And that's really what it is, is being a gift, not expecting anything else. If I give you a gift, that should be the end of it. Victor, you mean the world to me. Here is this. It's not, Victor, you mean the world to me. Here is this. Now, what do you have for me? It, that's the only way a gift can be exactly what it is. And that's what we're called to be. You know, as men, 
What does Christ say? We're supposed to lay down our lives for our friends. We're supposed to lay down our lives as Christ laid down the church, his life for the church. These things, are, they talk intrinsically about what man is supposed to be, what men are supposed to be. These protectors, these tillers of the garden, these you know, to, to protectors and servers. And the best way we can do that is to be a gift, to put aside our selfish wants and our ways and be generous of ourselves and to give all the time. And that's the way that we start becoming the men that God calls us to be is, is to spend that time not thinking about what's in it for us, but what we can do for others to bless them. That's where it should begin and end. Not with ever expecting anything in return or repayment, but to be just what it is, to, to bless someone's life. And the joy that we receive from that should be enough. Right. What you're saying is kind of seek the right reward. Right. You know, yeah. don't don't be distracted by uh, how many likes you're going to get on posting something, like, look what we did or how we donated this and stuff. That's good and all, letting people know what's going on in the church and everything, what, what you're, what you're plan to do to make the world a better place around you. But again, anonymously giving, anonymously being present in the sense of like, you know, saying, hey man, if you ever need me, call me. Right. Um, and not and not like, you know, ghosting them or something like that, you know? Yeah. And, um, it, and it says that. Like I've got another verse here in Matthew 6, 2 to 14, or to 2 to 4. It doesn't say ghosting, but <laughs> it's close. But it says, is, is it officially in the dictionary now? No, I don't know. I don't know. If it's a, It might be in the uh, urban dictionary. So it's not going. the back of the index of the Bible. That's right. Okay. But it says, when you give alms, do not blow a trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and the streets to win the praise of others. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your alms giving may be secret, and your father who sees in secret will repay you. So it so, took me a long time to understand what that meant. Yeah, yeah. It just it just means like look, give because that's the right thing to do. Right. Be a gift. That is what we are put here for. And I, you know, going around and talking to men all over the country and doing videos and things like that that I'm doing now. That is the one thing that I think men need to get first is understanding like I'm here to be a gift in every moment of my life. Like every opportunity when I wake up, I should be looking for the opportunities to bless others in my life, whether that means my wife, my children, the people at work, uh, you know, people around the church, whatever it is, but I should be that gift. And, you know, that was the other part of what I want to talk about today. Like we've talked about our presence, like always understanding there's always an opportunity for the person in front of you. Um, And Mother Teresa even says that, no worry, you know, never worry about uh, numbers, Help one person at a time and always start with the person nearest you. That was another one of her quotes. And I wanted to talk about that going into another quote of hers that was, kind words can be short and easy to speak, but their echoes are truly endless. When I read that, I thought back about how to be generous in our words. You know, so often in this world, we see people attacking each other, tearing each other down. There's just, you can't even turn on news without, you know, politicians screaming at each other and you know, just calling to our names and all of these things. But we can also be generous to people in our words, you know, just in how, like, you never know, you know how it feels yourself when, when you've done something and you've tried to be quiet about it and you're, you're just doing what you feel you're called to do. And then someone, God blesses you with someone saying something to you, maybe in a time when you're doubting, you know, Hey man, I really appreciated what you did the other day. Or, Hey, I listened to that. And that was wonderful. Or, or just, you know, your kids saying, dad, thank you for being here. You know, it, it means so much to me. And if we're not careful, we can miss those opportunities too because we're so consumed with self and busyness and all those things. You know, I was on the way home from church yesterday and Angel had gone to work the nursery and then, of course, the kids were in PRE. So I didn't come until later until it was time for 1030 Mass. We're all going to go together. So that meant we also had two cars leaving. And Caitlin decided she wanted to stay and, and have a donut 
and Angela was you know taking the other two back to get ready for Jacob's birthday party. And as we were leaving on the way home, she was just ran up and sat in the front seat and she grabbed my hand and I noticed we'd been driving for a few minutes and there was no music on, there wasn't anything said. I was kind of daydreaming. I looked over and she's just staring up at me like with this huge smile and she's grabbing my hand and twisting it a little bit. And I kind of looked over a couple times and she just could not, like every time I looked at her, she just had this just tremendously happy look on her face. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I said, what's going on? And she said, I'm just happy to be here with you alone and by myself. And and I just felt like I needed to affirm that in her. And Caitlin has such a sweetheart. Like she, if we say let the dog out, she's the one of the three kids that goes and does it. If it's like, like I noticed her while we were in the fellowship of the church, her, her friends were getting up to go outside to play. And I was watching her from across the room. She stopped, picked up everybody's trash, threw it away before she went outside. She just has a servant's heart. So I told her, I said, Caitlin, I want to tell you something. You have a servant's heart. And she kind of looked at me. I mean, she's six. And she goes, what does that mean? And I said, well, there's one famous person that you you know really well that has a servant's heart. And she goes, Jesus? And I said, yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Like, you always have this thing where you want to serve others. Like, for Jacob's birthday last week, she she asked me to take her to Target to get him a present with Allison. Both of them wanted me to do that. And I get there, and I pull out my wallet, and they pull out money out of their pocket, out of their own you know, savings money that they have in their little piggy bank to buy Jacob a present. And so that's what I told her. I said, you always put others first. You love others so well. Don't ever lose that. And Victor, you would have, you couldn't have chiseled a smile bigger on her face. Like I could feel what that meant to her for sure. me to say yeah. that. And, and it just, we overlook the power of our words and the power of how we, how we, how we speak to people and that, that gift that God allows us to give to others when we're thinking outside of ourselves and being generous with our words. You know, one other quick example, I was at mass this morning. Uh, here at St. Louis, and, and, and Father Gio was doing the Mass, and there weren't very many people there, and this woman walked in, she had a little toddler with her, and then a, a baby, maybe almost one, and she sat in the front row, and Father Gio gives this great homily, and he's about to start the intercessory prayer, and our uh, prayers of intercession, and the baby starts to make noise, and it wasn't like, hey, somebody tell that kid to be quiet, and kind of noise, it was just, you know, echoed through the church, and he, before he started the prayer, he looked over at her, and he said, no peace that the cries of a child are the love of Jesus. And he, I mean, before he moved on to pray and it just hit me and I go, man, the gift that he just gave that woman, like we're all sitting behind her. So I don't know what the look was on her face. And maybe she was embarrassed that the child was making that much noise, but for him to stop what he was doing and say like, don't, don't worry about any of that. Like God well, loves don't you. Stress out. You're yeah. Here. yeah right. I mean, what a gift that was to that woman in that moment. And, and so as we were talking about generosity today, I really wanted to just, Look at it from that point, because I think the world boxes us in on generosity to what we're giving, like as far as money and all of those things. But really what we're called to do is give of ourselves all the time, not just of money, but of our, of our time, of our words, of our love, of ourselves. And sure. so that's, that's, that's something I really wanted to get across today. And more, sorry, more than one way is that by giving time like that, you also get something from that person as well. You know, like you're saying, giving time and generosity of being with that person, like you said, John Paul II did. He stopped and talked to somebody. Well, that also fed him as well. You know, it's it's contra- you know works back and forth both ways in a sense. So where where if you th- see that I need some encouragement, you know, and you hear what's going on, and and then vice versa, I can do the same thing for you. You know, and that's it. That's why the church is a community. It ha- church is a people, a group of people that has to come together. And rely on each other and to grow together in faith. 
Right. It's not a, a church isn't one person. No, it's never no, individualistic. No. Right, so. and that's and, and we all look as men. We're all thinking whether you you realize it or not. We start thinking, you know, how do I change? How do I change, like? Why do I feel joy when I'm generous with other others? It's because it's the right thing to do. Like, but we ask ourselves as men, like, how do we how do we impact the world? Like, even if you're not asking yourself out that loud, like. I've daydreamed, and I know a lot of other guys have too in their lives about how do I really make a difference? And it's by being a gift, being generous of ourselves. Like that's how you start to change the world by those acts of kindness, those things that you don't have to do. You know, realizing that what you have on your to do list today or all that stuff isn't the most important thing. It's like, how can I be present in this moment right now, be it through my words, through my, through my, my time? All of those things to be to make a difference in one person's life today. So often we get caught up in making a huge impact all over the world. You know, how can I make the biggest dent at once? But it's really by chipping away at these individual moments that the Lord presents us with every day. And then how do we, you know, how do we combat selfishness? That's another big question. By living for others, by being a gift. And I know I've said that a million times during this podcast, but I'm trying to to beat home to people listening what I have come to know in my own life is that I'm the happiest. I'm the best at what I'm doing. I'm the best version of myself. And I really think that I'm carrying out the Lord's work, you know, at, at, at my most potential when I'm really looking away from myself, when I'm being generous with with whatever he wants me to give at that time, whether it's attention, uh, you know, just sitting with, with one of my children and being with them as they draw something or sitting with a friend who's suffering and maybe I don't have the right words, but just my presence being there sure, yeah. is enough. Um, by being open and, 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 and available to anything and everything my wife needs of me at any time. And then just looking for opportunities to bless others with our words, to say, I see you. You know, I see you. I see what you've done. I see that the gift that you are to others and really point out in others things that, that they deserve to be recognized for. Right. You know, because I, at the end, we're all out here in a tough world. Yeah, and and there's plenty of things out there that tell us that we're not good enough or we're not worthy, that that take from us. And so when we can be people that give, when we can be people that that bless, and take that opportunity to do that, we can really make an impact in the world. So man, this has been another fun show. That's right. Like, I mean, the Lord keeps blessing us with good topics and, and and things that I think people want to hear. So just you know, all you saints and future saints out there, as you think about generosity in your life, don't just think about it in a monetary way. Think about it as being able to give a gift of yourself and of your time and of your words. So let's take it to prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we are called by you to be a gift in the lives of others. To be a gift requires that we become selfless and without motives. Help us to remember that it all begins by being open to true generosity. And Father, remind us that our time and our words can be the most powerful gift we can give. Amen. Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew. To find out more about John Edwards or have him come to speak to your parish, group, or conference, go to justaguyinthepew.com or send us an email at justaguyinthepew at gmail.com.